everybody and welcome to the true crime squad this is katie weaver i'm here with my sister co-host and partner in crime christy brower hello hello hey everybody happy wednesday wednesday <laughs> I, it's, I had this moment this morning of what day is it <laughs> I, it's such a Holidays weird during week. The week are so weird i it really has thrown us off so we we took a week off of content kind of on accident we had plans and well <laughs> We just didn't really do them. <laughs> we didn't want to. <laughs> we needed a vacation, I think. Oh, my goodness. Well, we went camping for, for several mm-hmm. days. And I think we all just came home dead. And mm-hmm. yeah. but Plus, I had kids like in town first... until today. And yeah. Yeah. However, we had a marvelous camping trip. We did. We had so much fun. Oh, my gosh. The weather was so beautiful. It was just nice. Like, it's not uncommon here, you know, by the 4th for us to be nearing 100 and getting pretty warm. We're not even close to that. It's gorgeous. It was wonderful. And we part, we camped in a spot that had a lot of shade. So we set up, uh, well, ladder ball. We call it testicle toss, but ladder ball. <laughs> and, uh, we do. You, you knew we would. I mean, mm-hmm. come on, guys. You know yep, us. For sure. And cornhole, we were able to like. Of course, we set it up in the shade. We had multiple tournaments. We just had a blast. It was super, super fun. It really was, and I, for once, actually prevailed a little bit in um, the sporting events, which doesn't really happen a lot these days. You did, but I did pretty dang well in testicle toss. I will just say, you really did. You tossed those testicles. You did. I did toss the testicles. <laughs> it oh, was so, yeah, it was awesome. However, uh, we really screwed up. We, we came home too soon. We did. We came we home on Monday, home. which was the dumbest thing in the world because the reason we usually camp over the 4th is to get our dogs out of town because they get right. so upset by the fireworks, but coming on a Tuesday this year and work and I mean you know just life it made more sense so we came home oh my god my dogs were so upset last night it was so awful I will never do that again yeah it, you know mine actually did okay did they I Good. was kind of impressed because usually they are more scared because we had fireworks until two o'clock this morning probably we did too yeah I genuinely wanted to go murder somebody I I didn't get much sleep because mm-hmm. what the hell man what is with people and fireworks? What is with Americans oh, and fireworks? The mortars that are just absolutely shaking our neighborhood. I why? Yeah. Really big, loud was mm-hmm. obviously illegal. Where they're all over. Mm-hmm. I heard one during the day today that I was like, really? Right. And the police why? just they can't even. They, they can't possibly keep up. They, they won't even try. Calling the police. Oh, no, nothing. gosh. No. Uh, yeah. It, it just, my nerves were shot too by the time, yeah, we went to bed. But it was still going, uh, still going on, yeah, after two. And 
it was just worse this year. I felt like the, the noise was worse. We had all of the fans going. We watched a loud movie. Well, a few loud movies just trying to keep the noise down. But, man, yeah. you guys. Oh, it was rough. It was rough. So, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I don't know what it's going to be like tonight, but I would imagine it's going to still be. That's the thing. Oh. It's not like it's over because no. here, um, a very common um, holiday is Pioneer Day, which is June, which is July 24th, mm -hmm. which means that the fireworks just keep on going because that is yep. also a fireworks day. So we get no break this month no. and it pisses me off. And if you post anything about it in any of the local um, community groups or anything, people are such dicks about it. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Their rights, don't you know? Like, mm -hmm. fine, then do fireworks on the 4th of July. Do them until a reasonable time of night and then knock it off. Yeah. Like, and then just be done for hell's sake. Yeah. Hate it. I hate it. I know. Yeah. It's just really, I, I, I can totally understand picking up some fireworks and doing them with your kids in the front yard. You know, I can under on the fourth. I can understand. You know, the even though the municipal shows, God, I wish they'd move to drones. Right, the drones are so cool. Have you all watched yeah. the drone shows? Yeah, and that big cool dome thing in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Bring on that stuff, man. I guess what? No one burns their hands or blows their fingers off or whatever else the hell they're mm -hmm. doing, you know? Well, some people in Idaho Falls last night put their spent fireworks apparently in a trash can and they were still hot and started a fire. Several people did. Yeah. You know, in Idaho Falls, several mm -hmm. people did. There were so many yeah. call outs from the fire to last night. It just pisses me off. And we're paying oh, for that. Insane. I know. Yeah. I sound like sound like an old lady but my taxes pay for the <laughs> my but kids, it's true one of my kids best friends what their roommate that in the boise area he's a firefighter and they were just out on one like grass fire lawn fire after another all afternoon on the fourth uh and, and what the, on the monday and then again on tuesday just uh trying to keep up with all the fires that the fireworks were setting like yeah. why do we do this yeah. Yeah. Oh no, spirit. Spirit said I tried oh. one firework. It was supposed to be quiet. We ended up screaming and hiding behind the car. Oh no. Oh yeah. Melaleuca puts on a huge fireworks show in Idaho. We are the home of Melaleuca, right here in Idaho Falls, mm -hmm. where I live. Yep. Is the is where the headquarters are. This is where it was founded. Mm -hmm. So they pay a gajillion dollars to do this huge fireworks show. It's this big deal. Like 200,000 people attend it. Mm -hmm. um, this city only has 60,000 people in it. If that tells you how many people come from outside the area. Yeah. Um, you've been here, Lindsay? Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. So, you know, they all feel real good about that. And then there's, you know. The reality. Mm -hmm. Yep. And also, welcome, Lindsay, and and thanks for becoming a new member. By the way, yeah. yeah. You'll be seeing soon what we've got coming up for you for that. Yeah. Can I also tell you about the thing I learned last night? What? 
Are any of you geriatric pet parents? Because I have been a geriatric pet parent for quite a while. My oldest cat died last summer and she was 17. And I had a 13-year-old cat. Now I have another 13-year-old cat, a nine-year-old cat, and 10-year-old dogs. And so, you know, everyone's getting older. Well, my little tweenies easy has gotten a little chubby, maybe a lot chubby, okay? Uh -huh. She's an eating machine. <laughs> and um, apparently when they get a little chubby, they have some problems with their anal glands. Anybody know about this? It's oh, boy. extremely unpleasant. And I've been paying to take her to the vet to have this problem taken care of. But I'm like, I'm going to have to do this like every other month. So I was like, okay, I just got to grow up, nut up, and learn how to do it. <laughs> I did. I did it last night. I evacuated her anal glands, you guys. And it's about as unpleasant as it sounds. But it was really quick. She immediately stopped scooting around and being bothered by her back end. And it is very much worth doing, clear, clearly, to me. But it was Ooh. it was an experience. Let me just say that. That's ah, a crappy situation. Yep. Uh, <laughs> it, it is. And she feels bad about it. Like, if she gets anything stinky, stinky on, on mm -hmm. a pillow or on the couch or anything, it really bothers her and mm -hmm. upsets her because she knows that she shouldn't be doing that, you know? And, and not that I get mad at her because it's not her fault, but... Mm -hmm. So it makes her feel bad. She acts embarrassed. So now just going to stand her on the bar and do the thing. And yep. Gloves, oh. Matt. Yep. I did the whole thing. I, uh, <laughs> I gloved up. I had all, yeah, I did all of that. And well, I, uh, it works really good. Well, that's good. I did overeat up, Teresa. You're right. Yes. I overeat up. I did do it to our Bassett Corgi mix once, but it was on accident. Um, I partially closed her in my recliner <laughs> and she was just in the right position that it closed her anal glands and none of us felt good about it. I'll just say that. <laughs> <laughs> horrible. Oh my it was God. horrible. Yeah, that's all. Well, congratulations. I'm glad. Uh, glad to know that if, if we're in need of your services, we'll be right over. <laughs> well, I'm happy to show you. Oh. It's okay. And Z feels better. Oh, Joy says replace half her food with green beans and she will slim up. <laughs> She'd eat them. They put some butter on them. Wait. She'd eat them. She'll eat about any. <laughs> she I mean, will. That is the problem. I've never seen a dog who can leap in the air and fly past you and steal food right out of your hand. Or your mouth. Way past. Or your mouth. Or yep. off your plate. Yeah, mm -hmm. she can do this drive-by deal. I think she's done all of those things to me. <laughs> she has. Yeah. If we have a, a barbecue in our backyard, oh, man, you are fair game. And she, that dog can fly, even as heavy as she is. Mm -hmm. She can still jump really high. She surprisingly high, yeah. Mm -hmm. I've never seen a more persistent <laughs> dog in my life mm -hmm. about food. Yeah. It's probably <laughs> Did the recliner uh, build, build me for its service? It should have. Oh, my gosh. It was awful. Awful. Poor Bluey. Uh, Alyssa, yes, we have heard about the Rudy Ferry story, and we are going to be talking about it tonight. Yeah. Also, yeah. So, Tuesday, we get to pick up Mars's puppy. <gasps> I cannot wait. It's time for Nellie to come home. Yep. Oh, Nellie. And Mars is going to be traveling, so we're picking her up. And, uh, well. 
we'll just get to have all the fun with her before Mars even gets home. So boom. Mars right. Home. That's so exciting. And when she calls me demanding pictures, I'm not sending them. Just kidding. I probably <laughs> just will. Get your ass home. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be posting them everywhere. Yeah. Right. Anyway, that's kind of exciting. Yeah. Well, should we get into it? There is a I, I lot. I think that we should because there is a lot. It's an interesting crime week because court itself is quite slow, you know, because right. holiday. But there's still a lot of interesting things going down. Let's start with Nicholas Alavardian. Oh, can we please? I was hoping that by today we would have a ruling because right. uh, the extradition hearing was last week. Uh, I think it did wrap up on Friday, but uh, the judge didn't want to rule immediately and said he would like to take a few days. So that's kind of what we're doing right now is just waiting for the judge to finally say, get the hell out. Uh, but in the meantime, kind of a new uh, breakthrough and his latest ploy to get some, I guess, sympathy. I don't know. This should offend people right and left. But uh, you see what he's wearing? He's Jewish now. He's Jewish now. He is not Jewish. He actually was Mormon, if you can correct. Mm -hmm. What okay. a jackass! Apparently, Ugh. he has been converting to Judaism, which is fine. Yeah, no. But you did he you. really, or is this but just somebody gave him a yarmulke? Like, supposedly, he has a rabbi who is helping him. Uh, which is, again is fine. I, people are entitled to their spirituality, but it's very hard for me to not see this as yet another ploy to cause chaos in some way. And, right. and here's why: because when he was on the stand, freedoms or something. Exactly. While he was on the stand, he said that he has been subjected in the jail. Remember how terrible the jail has been. They have, you know saying mean songs to him about getting on a jet plane and you know <laughs> otherwise made him of all of this uncomfortable yeah he said i have been subjected to slurs and been given a ham sandwich for lunch well yeah because you weren't jewish up until a minute ago so uh, yeah what the hell not that he should be subjected to slurs but again who knows if that's slurs. true because this is the kind of shit that he says and, I mean, is it know. a slur to call him by his actual name? I mean, what is right. yeah? What's what slur are we talking what about? What actual slur are we talking about? Yep. And let's see, there was something else he said. Uh, Some people have asked me if I'm just doing it for the kosher diet, while others say I'm dragging things out and deliberately trying to be obstructive. Yes, I find yes. that inherently offensive. I have been the victim of abhorrent anti-Semitism. Okay, well, I find that to be offensive and abhorrent because... Is he going to be gay next? Is that right? where we're going with this? Also, he's clearly still using his wheelchair that the doctor has said he does not need, but they haven't taken it from him. He's in a power right. chair. How did yeah. he get that? Well, <laughs> more on that as well. <laughs> so apparently, he did take to the stand. You know, that's what I'm sharing here. But he, mm -hmm. we know that on Wednesday last week, a doctor told the court that he had no medical reason for the oxygen or the wheelchair. Yeah. So when he took the stand, he said, he never said that he is paralyzed. 
He said he just doesn't have the stamina to stand or walk. And he can't push himself around in a wheelchair because he doesn't have the stamina and can't lift his arms over his head. Good God. Uh, Jane, we're talking about our dear friend, Nicholas Alaverdian, you know, mm -hmm. top of the FOS list at all times. Mm -hmm. I know they should take the chair because he's faking it. The doctor's already. Mm -hmm. What a creep. It, it makes a, me so mad that he's, you know, lampooning being disabled, lampooning being Jewish. Like, mm -hmm. you know, those are actual groups of people who face yeah. a lot of discrimination, jackass. Mm -hmm. He also says that he needed a wheelchair for the last six years because of three separate comas he's been in. Three? Apparently. It's always something with Nick. Yep. He was in one for COVID, but he's been in three. I doubt that mm -hmm. a lot. Yeah. So, joke. yeah, he's yeah. trying to say anything he possibly can. Yeah. He, he can't be extradited because of uh, Jewish holidays. He can't be extradited because, uh, you know, in every way it's been unfair. He can't be extradited because uh, he should just be, you know, let go and the whole thing should be dropped because they were... Uh, treating him with anti-Semitism in the prison. It's oh really God. hard to keep up. And yes, uh, Jewish people everywhere should be wildly offended by this. Uh, what a jerk. As should disabled people and anyone else who, you know, has a half a brain that's paying attention to this shit that's had enough. Right. So... Ugh. But there should be a ruling any day now from the judge. And then the process of extradition should begin. And they but are we don't still know saying, where that's going to be to yet, right? If he's going first to London or if he's going to Utah. It's sounding like he's going to be going to Utah. Yeah. Yes. We'll see. We'll go into that hearing. <laughs> we'll be there, bud. Unless it's on the 31st of July. <laughs> It won't be. This will take way longer than that, right? We can't we get Lori sentencing. We'll be at Lori sentencing. Yes. Although, yeah, I have jury duty that starts in the middle of July. Oh no, no shit. So we shall see. I don't know. Oh. Hmm. Not great, but we'll accept it. <laughs> Well, Christy, uh, talk to us about Allison Mack. Okay. Allison Mack, if you all remember, she was uh, part of the Nexium sex cult. We've talked about this a few times um, over the years, but she uh, ha has served three years in prison because she pled guilty to racketeering and conspiracy. So, she was kind of a part of the leadership, although she was also a victim in this case. And so, mm -hmm. I don't know, I've been a little bit torn about her. Um, it's kind of like some of um, the girls that were involved in recruiting with uh, Epstein. It's yeah. a similar situation, although she was an adult mm -hmm. and, you know, definitely she definitely was involved, but she's also definitely a victim. Um, this is, uh, Keith Rainier. This was the self-help group that he was ta tattooing all these women and forcing them to have sex with him and stuff. Uh, she did, however, uh, turn on Rainier and, and 
gave a lot of um, evidence against him. And so she was originally looking at charges that were a maximum of 40 years behind bars, but because of her assistance in the case against Rainier, um, she didn't get as much. So she has just served her three years and has been released. She is out. Okay. Interesting. I just hope that she gets the help that she needs. You know, mm -hmm. I can't imagine what her mental health state must be. Yeah. And, you know, she, she did some terrible shit and she had some terrible shit done to her. Yeah. So yeah. I just kind of feel for her. She really got caught up. Oh, branding. Yeah. You're right. Not tattooing was branding. Yeah. Uh, I think she was actually the, one of the people doing the branding. It was like mm. on their hip bones. Like it was extremely painful. It was done in a way that was supposed to be sort of a sacrifice and that it would be very painful. Oh, for God's sake. So, yeah, just awful, awful, awful stuff that happened in Nexium. Um, you know, and Allison Mack has served her time. She did help um, with, you know, turning on Kate Rainier, and now she's served her time. She's mm -hmm. been released. Wow. Well, hopefully she can put together something better here. I really hope so. I, I hope yeah. so for her sake that she can. Uh, a quick note in uh, Chad Delwerman. He has been back to court uh, this morning. So this was for a pretrial hearing. It was mostly just procedural stuff. But uh, he does... You know, this is the guy who killed his children. There is a little bit more uh, information, though. So now we know that he actually uh, shot the four-year-old in the house. God, Initially, God. we were told that this all happened in the front yard. Apparently, no. He shot Hunter, uh, the four-year-old, in the house twice. Then he walked outside and shot the seven-year-old son as he was trying to flee. Uh that was Clayton. Clayton was injured the first time that he was shot. And then he walked up to him and shot him two more times. Then he wrestled the three-year-old out of his mother's arms and shot him. Oh, my God. Uh, Th this whole thing, we haven't talked about it um, a lot, mostly because mm -hmm. it's just too fucking horrible to talk about. It yeah. Really is. Uh, the... And he told the police that he had been planning on doing this for months. It was premeditated. premeditated. They announced last week that they are going to seek the death penalty. I can't imagine they don't get it. Uh, after court, the prosecutor said their main goal right now is to have this man executed. Yeah. Yeah. It's The, the community I mean, is just so destroyed over it. And the poor mom. God. How do you come back from something like that? I just. Yeah. Yeah. Now, apparently. Ohio hasn't actually executed anybody since 2018. Because of the struggles with being able to get uh, death penalty drugs, obviously. And. The current governor, Mike DeWine. <coughs> has publicly opposed the death penalty. Uh, so they're just kind of not doing them right now. But uh, basically the prosecutor said at some point there'll be a new governor and he may change things or, you know, there might be a way to speed things up. And so we're still going for the death penalty, uh, hoping to get it going here because this guy has it coming is basically what they're saying. 
mm-hmm. and hoping to get that. So that's that's what we know. Their uh, obituary has come out. I just want to read you one little part of it. Uh, Clayton, fondly known as Clayton Man, loved making Lego creations, riding his go-kart, telling jokes, singing and laughing while loving his dog, oh, his best dog pal, Gatlin. Hunter, fondly known as Hunter Dog, loved going to the creek and catching frogs, and his love of baseball extended beyond the ball field to his bed, an attachment like an extra arm to connect him to his ball and glove as he slept. Chase, fondly known fondly known as Chasers, loved swinging on swings and couldn't wait to be a baseball player like his brothers. He loved playing with dinos and pretending to be a superhero. He was the best cuddler, wanting his mama to stay close by and give her many hugs. He will forever be known as Mama's Baby. The reality of her, the mom and the family having to bury these little boys, it's just so unfathomable. So, I mean, this case is not like one that's not solved. I mean, it is solved. And... You know, while he did plead not guilty, and apparently this is going to have to go clear to trial, hopefully it doesn't. Uh, right. What the hell is the point of that? Right. He admitted to it when the police came. He, everyone, I mean, you know, there were witnesses, the stepdaughter and the wife, everyone that saw it, I, I, like, there's no question that he did it and he admitted to doing it, but we have to go through this charade of pleading not guilty and going through this whole court process, which just really sucks. It really does. Right. He said that he'd planned it for months and then his attorneys are like, well, he just snapped that day, but no, he did not snap that day. He'd been thinking about doing this for a while. So basically the, uh, what led up to it, Cranky? All we know for sure is that uh, the neighbors are saying that, and the stepdaughter are saying that the months that led up to this, he had gotten really grouchy and ornery and was constantly yelling, constantly mad at somebody, just uh, very angry all the time. But there's more. There has to be there more. Being be angry more. all the time and murdering your children. Mm-hmm. That's a Big fucking leap. Will he go for insanity? I don't know, Colleen. I don't know if Ohio has the uh, insanity plea or not. I didn't look it up. Uh, I don't know. That's possible. They or, may or be at least maybe in sentencing. Yeah. Right? Quick, Cranky, does he have a manifesto? Don't they always? Well, we haven't heard. Mental breakdown is what we heard in Cincinnati. And, right. I mean, something has gone terribly wrong. Yeah. It really has. Yeah. Yeah. But we will continue. Yeah. Well, yes, that's true. This, the uh, stepdaughter had said that the wife had told him that if he didn't knock it off, she was leaving him. Yeah. For drinking. Yep. Yeah. So, yep. Things had gone, were going wrong or had gone wrong. But wow, to the degree of killing all the kids. Yeah. The, little girl that lived is just my god it's a miracle that she lived through it she was running down the street screaming at people my dad is shooting my brothers my god Uh, yeah that poor kid the trauma that 
Yeah. So we'll keep an eye on this one, of course. Uh, he's not due back in court until September, but we'll just keep an eye on it. Yep. Yeah. Right. Lady Francis agreed. This was spousal abuse. He wanted to make the mother suffer for sure. Yeah. For sure. I mean, he did it in front of her. How, you know, mm -hmm. Yeah. definitely there was some get back at her. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. Christy, <laughs> tell us about the Wisconsin roller coaster debacle. Guys, I've always been a little concerned about roller coasters. Never been a big fan. Not a big heights person. But after hearing this story, uh, I'm forever on roller coasters. So this was at um, a festival in uh, Wisconsin. Uh, this happened on Sunday. There was a mechanical failure in this roller coaster and eight people were suspended upside down while they had to fix the roller coaster. Jesus. Um, so, yeah, I I don't know. I don't ever want to do that again. Mm -hmm. I don't I'm never going on one. I don't like them anyway, and that was just So, they did have people there to try to help get the people off. Um, but they really you know, it was so high. So like they have like yeah. firefighter ladder trucks and stuff. Um, to, it was a hundred feet. Oh God. I can't even say it. it just freaks me out. Mm. Um, they were, this happened. Let's see. The first passenger got to the ground at 3 20 PM central and this happened, let's see, they were up there for like four hours. Oh, my got God. Down at 5.01 p.m. Um, nine people were treated by EMS. Yeah. And one was actually transported. Um, they had 10 fire vehicles and nine ambulances and 50 people from three counties there, like with search and rescue and stuff to help get these people out of there. Yeah. Um. Well, and I, good point, Deanna. She said, having to hold your bladder that long, I could never. Uh, right? Either. I know. Like, oh. Um, also, this is, I don't know if you guys saw this video. I wish I had it and I don't, but I saw it on social media just a couple of days um, before this. There was a video of a roller coaster in another state, and you could see in the video that there was a big crack in like one of the beams that holds that thing up as yeah. the cars were going around it. And I just went, yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. Joy at Carowinds. Um, that, yeah, that they, that some, a dad noticed um, that crack, mm -hmm. like just nothing's okay right now. Don't go on roller coasters. Yeah. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. <laughs> Not worth it at For all. Sure. Amy said that, uh, Roller coasters are not, or Jenny said, roller coasters are not fat girl friendly. I just say no. Yeah, I, I'm with you Agreed. there. Yep. Agreed. Uh -huh. I've been on a few, but I hate the ones that go upside down. Absolutely hate that. Mm. Oh, especially way up in the air. I'm like, no, mm -mm. absolutely not. Yeah. Not happening. No, thank you. It still ran for an hour after that. Yeah. After they fixed it. People no, no, actually. No, no, no. The one with the crack. Oh, the one with the crack. Yeah. Oh, my God. They had a hard time getting the workers to shut it down. They were like, eh. holy crap. 
it'll probably be fine. Yeah, it's probably okay. I don't know, guys, but if that's not crime, I don't know what is. Yikes. For sure. Not doing it. Oh, let's talk about Brian Koberger for just a minute. If we have to. <laughs> there's a lot going on with that case. Mm-hmm. It's just every day there's just more. For a case that's gagged, <laughs> this case is far from gagged. I know. It's interesting. So much more stuff is coming out now. Uh-huh. Uh, the house. So there's been a lot of conversations about the house because the house, you know, the one they call the murder house, uh, that uh, was actually donated to the University of Idaho. And they said they were going to demolish it. And now some of the uh, members of the uh, prosecution, you know, we're, we're starting to go, wait a minute, not so fast. Why the hell would they demolish that house before the trial? Why? It looks to me like they're probably not going to do that. It, it it's kind of a mixed bag. The college was like, oh, well, we don't have any plans of doing it soon. And then they were like, no, we are doing it soon. And now the courts are going, well, maybe wait a minute. Well, and some of the victims' families are like, please don't tear that house yes. down until this trial is over. Now the victims' like, families are kind of lawyering up and saying this needs to be halted. Yeah. Why? Right? Why? First of all, let's just take a quick backtrack in time back to the Murdoch trial. Right. And what a lot of the jurors said after the trial. What sealed the deal for them? It was the trip out to the the farm, to the property, to the crime scene. It was seeing it with their own eyes to understand what happened. Yeah. Now, in that case, hilariously, it was actually the, uh, defense that wanted to go out there and it absolutely lost their case for them totally if all of their did. other bullshit hadn't already which it probably had but the, right. it, the crime scene is essential what is going on yeah so now well you know they were going to tear it down before Koberger was arrested right remember right. that that yeah. was kind of a plan and then he was arrested and they're like oh wait a minute we probably shouldn't do that but now like this, this is not over yeah crazy yeah. It is insane. So anyway, hopefully the victims' families can, uh, you know, breathe some sense into the courts here and get this stopped. But I'm just dumbfounded that it's even a conversation about that house. Basically, the school, I think, would like for the memory of this to be faded just a little bit, you know? I'm sure that they would, but we cannot risk not catching the killer here and not prosecuting Mm -hmm. him you know like yeah i don't care if they are absolutely a million percent sure that they've gotten everything out of that house they need that's not the point the point is until this trial is over it you absolutely cannot tear that house down it is insane yep yep that's my thought amy too is this about enrollments is this about them wanting to you know get that scene out of the off the scene and just turn it into a nice little park so that uh, no one has to look at it anymore or what, but. Right. Right. There's a lot of questions about, you know, about that. Is it because if enrollment's down up there, which I've heard it is, and, um, you know, just kind of not good. Yeah. Yeah. Parkland high school was closed until after the trials. Of course. Yeah. Right. 
<laughs> Irene, maybe the town of Moscow can pull a save our trees and chain themselves to the house. There you go. Maybe That's what should happen. Right, right? Mm hmm Terrible. Terrible. So hopefully the courts will listen to the families and put a hold or a halt to this. That's the hope for sure. Uh, there's some whispers of some uh, video of some uh, DNA transfer, potentially things like that coming up. I don't mm -hmm. have enough on that to speak to it today, but that's kind of uh, some conversations that are, you know, in the works. And then oh. the other part, what's that? I was just going to answer uh, Lindsay really quick because yeah. Chad and Jake, what's his face? The guy from um riggins uh mm -hmm. have or not the guy from riggins anyway can one defense attorney do like two big trials yeah they can as long as they don't oh, yeah. overlap there's nothing mm -hmm. that stops them from doing that yeah don't forget where we are we don't have that many <laughs> fortunately yeah. but yes that is a possibility that uh that should be the case wagner yes in the jake wagner case mm-hmm yeah. Uh, there we go. <laughs> My computer was moving slow. The other thing is that uh, Judge Judge uh, has finally ruled that one of the things that the defense wanted was uh, they wanted some officer training records and the prosecution refused to turn them over, basically saying, we aren't even going to call those officers to the stand, so you don't need them. And the, uh, basically the defense was like, that's immaterial, whether you're going to call them or not. They were deeply involved with this case. We want to see their training records and we want to know if they were qualified to do the things that they did. And, uh, the judge did side with the defense on that. So they do have to turn over those training records. What a silly thing to fight. Well, but they're going to try to say that this was botched because, of an officer that got in some trouble who was a part yeah. of this. And we don't know what the officer did. Like it's all very internal and hush hush, mm -hmm. but they yeah. want to see, was this officer trained to do the right thing? Anyway, it's just yeah. one more way to chip away at this case mm -hmm. uh, that doesn't, you know, that isn't actually proving him innocent is just, you know, procedural shit mm -hmm. that it's a little scary. I, mm -hmm. I don't like seeing the police getting impeached like this. It's a little nerve wracking. Because mm -hmm. yeah. we know that they're new to this kind of a case, you know? Right. And and we don't know what actually happened there as of yet. Mm -hmm. But anyway, but the judge has uh, sided with the defense on that one. So they do have to turn over those training records. That's not uncommon at all. Right. It's Except that do they have something, you know, did he really screw up some evidence collection or what did he do? Right. This right. we don't know. I'm guessing it's a nothing burger that they are just grasping at anything at this point. And that's just kind of, well, yeah. it's their job. No way I'm with you doubt. on that. Yep. Create doubt, create chaos. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Those puppies are in here playing. I don't know if you guys can hear a little growling going on, but <laughs> they're not sure what they're fighting over. It's probably belongs to me, but <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Christy. Oh, let's talk about the America's Most Wanted Suspect that's been arrested. Guys, this is such good news. So let's talk about Donald Santini. 
Donald Santini has been on the run for 40 years. This is his uh, mugshot, not mugshot, him in court, I think. I don't know. Anyway, this is him. Maybe it's his mugshot. He um, had a connection to this woman. Her name is Cynthia Wood. Um, he was, um, he's been charged with her murder that happened in 1984. Um, Cynthia Wood was 33, uh, when she was killed. He has been on the run with 13 different aliases in more than one country. Well, the police have continued uh, to look for him. They actually found him in San Diego, California, where he was working as the president of a water board. Weirdly enough, I think he thought he really had gotten away with it at this point because he was seen publicly in the jobs that he had. And like, he wasn't hiding very hard. I think at this point he really thought that he was done. Yeah. Um, so at the time that, uh, she went missing and at the time of her murder, she was going through a divorce and her body was found strangled and left in a canal. And police found out that Santini was the last person to see her alive. So he was their main suspect for 40 years, but he went on the run. He was on America's Most Wanted, the TV show in 1990, 2005, and 2013. Wow. Apparently, the police have gone so far as even Thailand looking for him. Um, he had a previous conviction for rape. And he ran as soon as she was killed. So, I mean, wow. it's not rocket science. But I think it's pretty amazing that they were still looking for him this long after and did find him. Well, and did it all so quietly. Yeah, so they did. Well, you know, they wanted to be really careful so that they didn't tip him off. So at least for her family, there is some closure. Yeah. You know, and he's yeah. locked up where he ought to be. And who knows what else he has done in those 40 years he was on the run. Mm -hmm. I'm sure getting his DNA in the system will be useful. Absolutely. They yes. may find other crimes. I wouldn't be surprised. Mm -hmm. Well, the feds have upped the ante to find this person. Remember this? Yes. Mm -hmm. This is the person that is suspected of placing the pipe bombs on Capitol Hill on January 6th, uh, 2021. And they have upped the ante on that now to uh, $500,000 reward. Wow. Or leading to the arrest of this person. Uh, there was some information released mid-month last month uh, that uh, makes me think maybe they're getting a little bit closer to finding them. So that's pretty interesting. They're that is pretty interesting. That's really going to be really important to know who did that. Finding that person. Yeah. I'm so grateful that they did not go off. Oh, my God. And why didn't they go off? I don't know. I don't know, like, why they they didn't go off. But thank it's, God they didn't. It sounds like they were operable, that they could have. They said that the components made to build them were things that were widely available for purchase in store and online. 
uh, mm -hmm. threaded galvanized pipes, end caps, kitchen timers, wires, metal clips, and homemade black powder. Mm. Well, I don't have a clue how you make black powder, but. Well, but you think about our dad and uncles mm -hmm. were, are all black powder hunters. Yeah. There are definitely people out there who know how to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's not a, that's not a hard thing. But for $500,000, you'd think somebody might decide to roll on not that saying, Not saying, not that I'm confusing, not that I'm, you know, accusing them. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> you know, if you have any experience with explosives or with yeah. hunting with black powder rifles or anything mm -hmm. like that, you're going to know. Yeah, how to do that. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty interesting. They're really turning up the heat on that. So maybe there'll be an answer there. So we have a DNA for the win, and then we're going to finally get into the Farius case. Uh, oh, so I also to have there. to talk about the uh, the new uh, podcast with uh, some of Lori oh, Vallow's family. That's correct. Yeah. Well, let's do our DNA for the win. Okay. So yay, have a DNA for the win. And this is yeah. a crazy one because this is a really, really old case. This is a famous uh, cold case from Canada called Nation River Lady. Apparently, um, this was in Montreal. And this is a, a very well-known case from, uh, uh, and I guess it had, it, this case has ramifications in Ontario, Quebec, Florida, and Tennessee. So a woman was found dead floating in the Nation River after being dropped from a bridge. This was on Highway 417 between Montreal and Ottawa in 1975, the year I was born, you guys. Yeah. And so this woman has been known as the Nation River Lady ever since. Mm -hmm. This is her black and white photo. Um, and then the uh, the color photo is a um, like a recreation of her. They, they made a bust. They did, because that's all they had. I mean, until they named her this photo, they didn't have this photo. Yeah. So they had a bust of her, um, you know, just trying to identify her at least. Mm -hmm. um, so not only has her identity been found, but her murderer um, mm -hmm. has also been charged. And guess what? He's 81 and he lives in Florida. Is anyone surprised by that? Nope. I'm not. So <laughs> sorry. Name, sorry again, Florida. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Florida, but we all know. Oh, um, gosh. So her name is Jewel Parchman Langford. She was actually from Tennessee. She was 48 yeah. at the time of her death. And she came from a, a farm family in Tennessee. She was in Canada at the time of her appearance, disappearance. Um, I guess she worked in the fitness industry, mm -hmm. but she was visiting Canada at the time that she was killed. Yeah. Uh, she and her husband owned uh, like a spa, a workout spa and weight loss center. Yeah. It's called Imperial Health Spa. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So she was reported missing in spring of 1975. She had recently moved to Montreal. So I don't know if like she and her husband were getting a divorce or what was going on there, but she had moved to Montreal. Yeah. I wondered if they were um, like expanding their business or, you know. Something. Yeah. But she'd actually up, moved yeah. there. Mm -hmm. um, and that, so the police started looking into her disappearance in May of 1975, but they never really had any leads at all. No. 
Um, and there weren't really any links between that body they found and Jewel Parchman Lankford's disappearance because she was an American. It just didn't really, the, those wires did not cross at the yeah. time. Uh, her, her hands and feet were bound with neckties and she was wrapped in scraps of fabric. And they think she was thrown from a, a bridge over the highway because there was some blood found on the bridge. Mm-hmm. So um, Rodney Nichols uh, was apparently a well-known rugby player in Montreal. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he was formally charged with her homicide on September 8th of 2022, but we're just now seeing all this. Um, this was, this was all done very quietly. There was no public statement that they had identified her, that they'd identified him nothing, um, until they had him. Yeah. He's been living in Hollywood, Florida, and will be, there's an extradition request to get him back to Canada so that he can be charged for her murder. And she, he is 81 years old. Yep. So pretty interesting situation there. Yeah. But of course, this came from the use of DNA testing and genetic genealogy, which helped to identify the victim. Mm -hmm. And once they had her name, then they could go back to the missing uh, persons file they had on her. And that's what helped them to uh, track all of this down. Yeah. Pretty awesome. Pretty wild. Did uh, two in a row there. That uh, the perps are very old and are still finally... alive. Yes, because yeah. so many of them have been dead. Yeah, and her her body has now been sent back to her family in the U.S. and they've been able to bury her, mm-hmm. which I think is just really important. Yeah, for people, they need some kind of closure. I don't know if her f- husband is still alive or not. Oh. oh. And we don't know if yeah, she has I'm not sure. Those were details that weren't available. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what her family situation is. I think they've been pretty quiet to protect them. Um, but I love, I just love DNA for the win. I love that we're to a place now with, with our DNA technology that we can solve cases that are as old as I am, which is 47. That's old. For sure. Yeah. It's not old. At all. It just feels kind of old sometimes, but it's not yeah. old. I'm not actually old. I don't want, you know, somebody's going to be like, what? I'm 57. Shut up. Yeah. I know. Mm-hmm. This seems like a long time for someone to be missing with no resolution. <laughs> oh, Kev, I know because you're a little older than me, I think, aren't you? Or about the same age as me anyway. You're 48. Yeah, yeah that's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Anyway, uh, yeah, big stuff. Uh, let's talk about uh, the Farius case. Oh, okay. Oh I have that gosh. podcast to talk about too. So, yeah, yeah. Okay, you want to do that last? Yeah, yeah. Let's okay. do. So, this all started last week when there was this huge revelation that Rudy Farius, who had been uh, had been missing since 2015. And when he was 17 that he'd gone missing and now he would be 25 and that he was just found 
uh, sleeping in front of a Houston church and that he was really beat up, but he was, you know, found and it was this big miracle. And then it got weird. Uh, his mother got there kind of freaky fast and insisted on not having an ambulance take him to the hospital, but driving him herself. Uh, which, okay, if you haven't uh, seen your kid in, you know, all these years, okay, maybe. But still, weird to me that the officials would even allow that, honestly. Right? Trying to like, figure wouldn't out the police have happened. wanted to be the very first people to speak to him? Like, mm-hmm. So then all of this, this aunt starts posting on the internet all of this information, all of this stuff. And... I have some screenshots I wanted to share. So she posts, this is Bella Ninos, his aunt. We'll get there. Uh, Update, it's him. It's our Rudy. He's been found and he's alive and in the hospital right now. He will remain in the hospital for a while. Uh, Nikki Garza and I just literally left the hospital a few minutes ago after being there for most of the evening and night. Rudy is in pretty bad shape. He has cuts, soft tissue tumors, a small hole openings and swellings on the soles of his feet, along with bruising, old and new cuts and scrapes on his body, old dry blood on his head and hair. He has very dark complexion now, almost unrecognizable. It's apparent that he's been through hell and abused. It broke our hearts to see him in this condition, and it was difficult to see him in this condition. God only knows what he has endured during this time away from home. He's expressing that he is in a lot of pain. He flinches if you try to touch him or hug him, thinking we are going to strike him. The doctor said that is normal considering what he has endured and gone through. He thinks his name is Julio Torres and that he's 14 now. He would be 25 now. The doctor said not to correct him, just go with it for now until he can begin to receive further treatment and begin healing and recovery. It's obvious he's been through hell and he's not our same Rudy anymore. He is very thin and frail. His hands and fingers are smaller than mine and Nikki's. He's not very verbal aside from one or two words here and there. We hope he will begin to open up more and more and not feel that we are out to harm him. As the doctor said, he has to learn to trust again. It's going to take some time, but with God Almighty, he will slowly begin the process of healing to help him get close to who he was before, if at all possible. We are looking into resources for him to get him the help he needs. Cue the GoFundMe. This To start this new journey he has ahead of him, it's going to be a very long road, but with love and support, we will get him there. It's truly a miracle that he's back home where he belongs. Every little thing triggers him, so we have to be cautious around him. He does not remember much, but we will know that's to be expected. I apologize for giving an update, not giving an update sooner, but the hospital has Rudy anonymously. They say it's for his protection. That this was from this Bella Ninos, okay? Mm-hmm. So everyone that saw this, my God, our, their, our hearts were broken. What happened to Rudy? What he had been through? What was going on? How did this possibly happen to this boy? And then Bella Ninos also said, 
A little girl at the time recognized his flyer at a Fiesta grocery store and told her mom as she pointed to Rudy's flyer, that's the boy who saved my life. According to her statement, she had been abducted by three males and they took her to a field where they were assaulting her when Rudy may have heard her screams for help. She stated to investigators that she remembers seeing him walking his dogs and he witnessed what was happening and he intervened and told her to run and not look back. But by the time she took investigators to the scene, there was no sign of Rudy, just his inhaler and his wallet. She told investigators she was going to be sold for human sex trafficking, so she believes they are who took him. But his wallet and his inhaler were there? And a little girl knew she was going to be sold for sex you trafficking. You knew what that was? Human sex what? trafficking. A little bit weird. A little well, girl is not going to use that terminology. No. So, uh... It started to look weird. Well, mm -hmm. unfortunately, then we learned who Bella is. Bella is an alias of his mother. This wasn't an aunt posting these things. This was his mother posting these things. So then some of the neighbors started saying, wait a hot minute. That kid was missing? He's lived in this neighborhood forever. We see him all the time. He comes and hangs over at our house or out at our house and relatives saying, uh, he was in my backyard a while ago, a relative reporting that he saw him in 2018. So everyone's like, okay, wait a minute. What the hell is actually going on here? Mom right. claiming that he is nonverbal now and in a fetal position in his hospital bed. And if anyone tries to talk to him, he can only speak a few words and then curls up in a ball and can't speak any further. So, it's getting more and more suspicious. Well, there was a conversation that happened today. So sorry, I've got to get back to it now. Okay. There was a conversation that happened between uh, his mother, Janie Santana, and Rudy, and the police, and a man that is a community leader in the area that kind of met as a mediator between all of them to have a conversation. Well, Rudy asked to speak with the community leader alone. And so he was granted that. I'm sure uh, his mother was dying a thousand deaths inside. Mm -hmm. So uh, the community leader is a counselor who's named Quinnell X. So Quinnell took him aside and they had a long conversation in which Rudy explained to him that he's never been missing. He has been a prisoner of his mother's all of this time. My God. There's a lot of hard things that happened. Uh, Rudy's brother uh, died in an accident. His father mm -hmm. killed himself. Uh, there that kind of led up to, right, you know, the things that happened a few years before he disappeared. Turns out, no, she's been keeping him as her husband. Uh, he's no, also used the word slave. God. And he has been unable to leave all these years. Um, it sounds like there's been some pretty uh, prolific sexual abuse, uh, as well as physical abuse. 
And she has just been lying about this boy being missing all these years. So some of the neighbors weren't, didn't, weren't, didn't live there when he went missing. And so they didn't even know that this kid was supposedly missing. So he was, occasionally would come over and hang out in their garage with their other kids and, and visit and stuff. And they'd had no idea. Um, he stole her car and got away and that's how he was found. Yes. She's been drugging him. Um, the, the counselor said that it sounded like she'd been drugging him with, uh, with magic mushrooms or something like that. Hallucinogenics. Something, yeah, something that make him really confused and discombobulated. She was even making him come to work with her and sitting in the car and waiting while she worked so she could keep an eye on him. Um, He said that she's forced him to uh, sleep in the same bed all these years. And yeah. And apparently they let her take him home after that interview today. How did she go home? How did she go? How did she not leave there in handcuffs? How? Right. He was 17 when this happened. So the abuse that he has experienced over this time is just, is horrific. This poor boy needs some serious help. She's had the, dare we say, decency to pull down the GoFundMe, or maybe GoFundMe did. Uh, But people have been putting money in it right and left because the story that was told was so heart-wrenching. Well, the real story is even more heart-wrenching. It is. Trying to, she she had alluded in her posts on the internet that they had to, uh, they were had been told by the hospital they needed to keep this anonymous because the bad guys were probably still looking for him. Oh my God. And she was the goddamn bad guy the whole time. The whole time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, some of her Facebook posts or social media posts have been real cringy, too. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. all very much focused on her and how she's the real victim here. And, oh, yeah. And about how the original GoFundMe was stolen by someone she trusted and that oh, there yeah. is no GoFundMe now and all this stuff. And I'm just oh, like, yeah. very little about him. Oh, yeah. Oh, she's been a gross, whiny baby the whole time. She also has a list of aliases as long as your arm. Yeah. Well, hasn't she been doing like scamming people on the internet and some like um, identity fraud and some stuff like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's been a bunch of that. Yeah. The grandmother, yeah. Gas or or cat, gas fishing, cat fishing. Yeah. 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 Yeah, She's still posting in some group groups as Nina. She's all over the internet. This is, she's really something Mm -hmm. else. Had multiple Facebook accounts, multiple Twitter accounts. Oh yeah. She's trying to control this narrative. Mm -hmm. And yeah, grandma was living in the house. Grandma knew too. Yeah. I mean, why was grandma participating? Yeah. I mean, what the hell is wrong with these people? A yeah. lot, clearly. What the hell is going yes. on? Straight to jail. Yeah. She should be going straight to jail. The fact that she left that interview today not arrested is beyond me. Yep. Yep. So sad. So our hearts are with Rudy that he yes. can get the hell out of there and into some treatment he probably needs to go straight to a residential treatment facility i mean yeah he probably needs to be in a psychiatric hospital exactly he should be deemed a vulnerable adult or you know something to where he can 
the state can maybe take custody of him or, or a family member that doesn't suck. Is there one and help her? Yeah. Yeah. It's awful. So there's tons more coming out. I mean, this started rolling out last Thursday, but this big uh, revelation just came out today. So there's still a ton coming. So I know that isn't the entire story yet. Maybe we'll never have the whole story, but that's what we know so far. So yeah, keep an eye on this one. Holy, hopefully the next thing we'll hear is that she's been arrested and charged. Yeah, well, I sure hope so. And that he's somewhere safe, as far away from her as possible forever. Yeah. It's yeah. just, oh, makes me sick to think about. Oh, it is nuts. It is so sad. So sad for this kid who had everything stolen from him. Yeah. Uh, you know, including his dad and his brother. And then to be living with this psycho that was doing this stuff to him. Like, all of it is just so terrible. Yeah. So. But, Christy, mm -hmm. you had been taking a peek at the new podcast that's just been released from some of Lori Vallow's family members. Yeah, very interesting. So the podcast is called Tylee and JJ's Silver Linings Podcast. And it is um, hosted by Adam Cox, who is Lori's brother, and Rex Cox, who is Lori's uncle. And they're putting out a 10-episode podcast to kind of explain from their perspective what happened. They also are trying to talk about the positives that have come out of this situation. And they were talking about the, the international support for the kids that has come forward and how much they appreciated that, you know, and some things. They were kind of just starting talking about the trial a little bit in the first episode and kind of some of their experiences with Lori. And they each told some pretty interesting stories about how Lori you know, just didn't turn on a dime that this happened over several years um, that she, you know, made this transition into insanity. Uh, Adam said he remembers a, a family party that she was having in her house and he was there and she kept talking to him. Um, oh, Connor, you're right. Rick's Connor. Um, yeah. He's Janice's brother, but Lori was talking to him because she'd been sending him books and podcasts and articles to read because she was trying to get their whole family into this crazy spirituality that she was in. And nobody was really into it. And people were like, no, nah, not really my thing. And, you know, Adam had said, no, I haven't. It's just not really my thing. And she said, he said that she told him that she was turning into this celestial being and that she doesn't even have to eat anymore. And I guess she said, you you think I'm crazy, don't you? And he said, well, I don't know about you being crazy, but I know that that isn't true. And he said that that's the last time Lori talked to him about these beliefs and that they had been very close. And so this was a big change for him, but he just couldn't get his head around what the hell was going on with her. But the story that Rex told, and this is about his mother, who is Lori's grandmother, she's kind of, they all hold her up as the, as the most um, spiritual person, um, you know, in their family and everybody kind of wants to be like her. And then at one point in her life, she predicted her own death and told her family members, some of her family, when she was going to die. 
and that she absolutely believed that, but she had just gotten married, a second marriage, and her her husband wanted to know if maybe they could get an extension on that because he wanted to be married to her longer. But she led right up to that date preparing to die, and then she didn't die. She died one year later on that date. And so everybody in the family, I guess, really talks about her all the time and wants to, you know, kind of wants to be spiritual like her to be able to get those kinds of revelations. Now, that's a Mormon word. That's a Mormon thing to get a revelation about something that I Katie, Are you muted? I think I can see you talking, but I can't hear you talking. Um, yep. <laughs> Got muted to cough um, and never came back. <laughs> well, there you go. So she was having these revelations. So Q Lori quite a while, like maybe 10 years before all this went down, Lori predicted her death. She told everybody when she was going to die. And uh, Rex said he remembers that on the day that she was supposed to die, he saw her doing her aunt's hair because, you know, she was a hairdresser. Yeah. And he talked to her that day and he's like, I thought this was going to be the day that you died. Is this really what you want to be doing when you die? And she said, oh, yes, helping people. That's what I always want to be doing. And then, of course, you know, she's still alive now. But he kind of implied that some of that came from how the family revered her grandmother. And for her grandmother's spirituality, which I thought was really interesting. That's the first that I've really heard of that being something that had happened before in their family. A grandma apparently had revelations. Yeah. So then so did Lori to be like grandma. That, that was really interesting. So it's it's an interesting podcast. They're doing a good job. Um, I would say, Rex, if you're listening, you're probably not. But you have a real problem with mouth popping. It's that popping, smacking noise that we our mouths make when, our, when you're dry. Mm-hmm. And he needs to drink a lot of water before and during his podcast because that was tough to listen to. Mm-hmm. Some people actually have a phobia to those mouth sounds and will not listen to any audio that has that kind mm-hmm. of popping in it and it's all through so they're doing they're doing a good job i think that they're trying to just explain it from their own standpoint you know i mean they're also trying to make sure that this that nobody thinks that this is because of them or their family i think is Mm -hmm. another part of it but they also want to share their experiences with this they're writing a book and they're Mm -hmm. using the um uh Oh, no. Yeah. You hate those mouth sounds. Right. Rick. When I heard that, I was like, oh, Rex, you got to fix that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I they're using the podcast as kind of the way to flesh out their book. They're doing uh-huh. seven episodes now and then they're going to wait and do three after her sentencing. So it's a 10 it's a 10 episode series. Uh-huh. And uh, I think it's going to be interesting. You know, yeah. they're, they're going to talk about you know, from their own standpoint, what they've seen with her over the years and who she used to be versus who she is now and how mm-hmm. they, oh, JR hates that too. Yep. Yep. That's when I heard it. I was like, uh oh, you probably don't know. Money grab. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, it's on Spotify. It's probably monetized. They can get some, make a little bit of money off from it. It's not a lot, no. um, but they may make some and, and maybe they have a book deal. I don't know, but they say they are writing a book. It's possible. They're pretty sincere, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's nice because we haven't heard, other than from Summer and um, Colby, we really haven't heard much from her family. Mm-hmm. And I think it's good to hear from them and, you know, them seeing this this spiral 
for her. Mm -hmm. Oh, they said yeah. the money will go to charity. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I don't think they're trying to make or money. not. They're well, they're trying to make something good out of what happened. Yeah. That's why it's called Tylee and JJ's silver linings. Yeah. They're trying to do some yeah. good things. Um, so I don't know. Check it out. I watched, mm -hmm. I listened to it on um, Spotify. I think it's on YouTube too. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know, it's, it's, it's certainly worth watching because it's a, it's a perspective we had not heard a lot of. Yeah. Yeah. I, to be honest, I wouldn't care if the money didn't go to charity. This family's been to hell and back. I don't care what they, they do have. with it. Yeah. I wish they would uh, help Colby with it, to be perfectly honest. I mean, he's yeah. one of the most victimized people in this situation. Most definitely. Yeah. Interesting. Well, that's an interesting insight about grandma, though. I know. I thought that was very interesting because it getting revelation is a thing in Mormons, you know, and I know it is in other religions as well, but that is a thing that, that, you know, kind of is, is elevated. And so there, there's an element of Coveted, that yeah. in that story and, and just in her story altogether that, yeah, that is a thing that Mormons really do look up to. Oh, you bet. Yep. That's a big deal. Interesting stuff. Huh? Yeah. Well, okay. Well, there you go. We uh, mm -hmm. went a little over our uh, prescribed time, but that's okay. There was just a lot to talk me. about today. Yeah. So uh, we'll be back next week with uh, content. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we will. We're However, on vacation now. If you're on Patreon, we put out two kick-ass Patreons last week. We did. One show that is... Uh, Six different times that men were killed or uh, there was attempted murder due to their testicles. But you'll, you'll have to watch it to, to, to understand. Uh, we however, learned some stuff we never knew. <laughs> no. No. And frankly, should be taught in self-defense classes everywhere. I think so. But uh, also, uh, Christy, you did an update on the Menendez brothers that was very thought-provoking. So if you're a patron, yeah. go check those out. If you're not, it is very cheap to be a patron and be a part of that inner true crime squad. And you can mm -hmm. just do that by going over to Patreon and looking for uh, our Patreon. Or you can go to truecrimesquad.com and find it through there, too. So mm -hmm. easy enough. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, revelations, no. Sometimes, uh, Jenny asked if they're the same as dreams. They could be, but not necessarily. They could be more like a daydream or just a message that you feel like you received. Yeah, it's a message from God, a however it comes. Yeah. 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 All right. You guys are the best. Thanks so much. I hope you all had a good and safe week and uh, that it continues to be peaceful in your realms, wherever you are. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and <laughs> take yes. care. This has been yet another production of the True Crime Squad. Bye, everybody. <laughs>